This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the dangers of marijuana poisoning in dogs. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's talk about how to accessorize your pet's life. If you're celebrating an upcoming birthday or adoption day for your four-legged friend, deck out your party with new Molly and Bandit pet party accessories. This is a great line of party products that are designed specifically for your dog or cat. They're wearables for your pups, including adjustable party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. So this will be perfect if your pet is popular on Instagram. Check out all the great pet party products again at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about marijuana poisoning in dogs. Now, I will say for you cat owners out there, cats rarely get into marijuana. So once in a while, I'll see it, but it's usually from animal abuse cases when people are blowing marijuana smoke into a cat's face. So obviously, please don't do that. Unfortunately, with the decriminalization of medicinal marijuana in several states, emergency critical care veterinary specialists and ER vets are seeing a dramatic increase in accidental exposures to marijuana in dogs, rarely cats, and even children. And this has happened within the past couple of years. Unfortunately, this occurs because dogs, and again, even children, will accidentally ingest different sources of marijuana. So this is going to include things like baked goods or pot brownies, plant material, pot butter, or even the buds. Now, I'm going to warn you, you always want to keep it out of reach. In a future episode, I'll talk about whether or not we can use medicinal marijuana, potentially in veterinary medicine, but at this time, we're just going to focus on poisoning dangers. Now, it's important to know that marijuana is found in the cannabis plant, and it contains the toxic ingredients THC. Obviously, it comes under a lot of different nicknames out there. So Mary Jane, pot, hemp, grass, weed. You always want to keep this out of reach of dogs. And that's because we can see clinical signs of marijuana poisoning in dogs really quickly, typically in as little as 30 minutes. Signs can last typically for about 18 to 24 hours, but as an ER vet, I've seen signs last up to three days. So what are some signs of marijuana poisoning in dogs? Well, dogs do either one of two things. They get very, very sedate or they do the opposite. They get very, very agitated. In those dogs that get really sedate, they start drooling, walking drunk, acting really disoriented, And sometimes they'll have life-threatening 
changes in their heart rate and blood pressure. In other words, their heart rate becomes really low, their blood pressure becomes really low, and they have slow respirations. The other 50% of dogs that I see with marijuana poisoning show the opposite. They come in, they're really hyperactive, they're agitated, they have behavioral changes. And so again, we're going to see one or two different types of syndromes, either massive sedation and coma or massive agitation. What I worry about is that life-threateningly low blood pressure and heart rate. And unfortunately, that's what can kill a dog that's poisoned by marijuana. Thankfully, marijuana has actually a really high LD50. What does that mean? That means the lethal dose that will kill 50% of dogs or cats that get into it is actually really high. But we as toxicologists don't even know what the toxic dose is. And this is one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to recommend medicinal marijuana for the use of dogs and cats in veterinary medicine, because we don't even know what the therapeutic or toxic dose is. Thankfully, there's some current research going on at Colorado State University and Cornell University on these two areas. So hopefully we'll have some more information within the next few years. When I have a dog that comes in with clinical signs of marijuana poisoning, oftentimes owners are really hesitant to own up to it. Remember, we're not the DEA. We're not going to report you. We don't care. We just want to find out what's going on with your dog so we can best fix it. So it's best to be honest and direct with your veterinarian or your ER vet and always tell us what you think your dog got into. The sooner you tell us, the sooner we can fix it. There are a couple of urine drug tests that we can do to help test if your dog actually got into marijuana. And you can save that money by just owning up and telling your vet, again, you're not going to get in trouble. We're not going to report you. We really just want to treat your dog. And the sooner we find out what it is, the sooner we know how to appropriately treat your dog. So what is the treatment for marijuana poisoning? Most of the time, it's going to include decontamination. Now, if your dog just got into marijuana at home, you're scared to go into the veterinarian or the ER vet, please don't be scared. Again, we want to treat your dog right away. It is actually dangerous for you to decontaminate your dog at home. And the reason why is because remember, marijuana poisoning causes clinical signs in dogs in as short as 30 minutes. I don't want you to induce vomiting at home. I want you to get straight to me in the ER vet or to your regular veterinarian because we want to be able to assess if your dog is stable enough to have their, quote, stomach pumped or to have emesis or vomiting induction done. If your dog is really sedate or your dog is really comatose from marijuana poisoning, it is too dangerous to induce vomiting in your dog. And instead, we're going to, quote, pump the stomach. That means we're going to do gastric lavage. Gastric lavage requires heavy sedation or even anesthesia for us to perform this. But this is the safest way for us to be able to get everything out of your dog's stomach. What we do is we'll put a tube into the trachea to breathe for your dog. Then we'll put a larger tube down the mouth into the esophagus, into the stomach to pump the stomach out. And our goal is to get all the stomach contents out. And then actually, once we've emptied out the stomach, put in a couple of doses of activated charcoal to help bind the poison or the marijuana from being absorbed in your dog's bloodstream. Again, this does require heavy sedation. This isn't something you can do at home. So please leave it to the veterinary professionals. The next thing we're going to do to treat your dog is after we've, quote, pumped the stomach or induced vomiting, we're going to use really strong anti-vomiting medication. This is to help prevent additional vomiting and prevent secondary aspiration pneumonia when your dog potentially vomits 
what's in their stomach into their lungs. We're going to put your dog on IV fluids to help hydrate them. And we're going to monitor your dog's heart rate and blood pressure really carefully. We're also going to be regulating your dog's temperature because some dogs can become really hypothermic or cold from marijuana poisoning. If your dog has the signs of anxiety and they're really, really disoriented, they have those behavioral changes from getting into marijuana, we may often use sedatives also. While there's no cure for marijuana poisoning in dogs, the good thing is the prognosis is generally excellent with supportive care. Now, most dogs need to be hospitalized for about 12 to 24 hours, depending on how severe the signs of marijuana poisoning are. In severe cases, we may rarely need to put your dog on a respirator or a ventilator. Thankfully, that's very rare. But if your dog's having abnormal breathing or abnormal heart rate that doesn't respond to medication, this may be necessary to save your dog's life. We're going to take a short break and then we'll continue with this really up and coming poisoning right after these messages from our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Pretty Litter. This is a lightweight type of kitty litter. In fact, a bag of Pretty Litter weighs four pounds while most litter weighs between 20 to 40 pounds. One bag of Pretty Litter lasts an entire month for one cat. And it has a built-in health monitoring system. It keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color if it detects potential health issues. It also has amazing odor control with micro crystals that absorb the smell of urine and odor. Best of all, there's easy maintenance. All you have to do is scoop the poop. No more clumping. Pretty Litter is delivered straight to your door every month with free shipping. So it's hassle-free and very convenient. Go to prettylittercats.com slash ervet and use the promo code ervet for 20% off your first subscription order. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're talking about a really serious potential danger, marijuana poisoning in dogs. Like I mentioned before, we rarely see this poisoning in cats because cats have a more picky appetite. They're not going to eat a tray of pot brownies. But again, the few times I have seen marijuana poisoning in cats, it's usually due to animal abuse. If you have medicinal marijuana or other sources in your house, please make sure to keep them out of reach of any of your pets and also your two-legged children. Because since the decriminalization of medicinal marijuana in several states, we're definitely seeing more poisonings of marijuana poisoning in the ER vet. I had mentioned before some of the signs that we see with marijuana poisoning. Now, there is one telltale sign I want to give you a hint on, and that's urinary incontinence. If your dog comes in or you bring your dog in and say, oh, my dog just randomly urinated on my pillow or on the floor, that is one of the biggest signs of marijuana poisoning. Again, you're not going to get in trouble. Please fess up immediately to your vet or your ER vet because the sooner we can identify what the underlying cause is, the less expensive it's going to be for you. In other words, we're not going to have to run a bunch of tests that can cost hundreds of dollars to find out what the source of poisoning is. We also talked about treatment for marijuana poisoning. And again, thankfully, 
the majority of cases do very, very well with this type of poisoning. But you should never induce vomiting at home. Get to your ER vet right away so we can determine if it's appropriate to induce vomiting or to pump your dog's stomach. Thankfully, with supportive care, the prognosis is excellent. However, I'm going to warn you about pot butter. Some people will actually boil buds of marijuana in water and then add in butter and then they'll spread it on their baked goods or on toast. And whether or not they're using this for medicinal purposes, I don't need to know, or if it's for recreational purposes, but pot butter is actually the most dangerous form of marijuana that results in severe poisoning in dogs and cats. Unfortunately, I've actually seen a few fatalities with marijuana poisoning based on pot butter. And that's because marijuana is what we call really lipophilic. It's a chemical that is absorbed in fat really well. And so with pot butter ingestion, in other words, if your dog ate a whole tub of it, it can result in life-threatening clinical signs. And that's because it's way more concentrated. The few fatalities that have been reported in the veterinary literature are typically, again, due to pot butter. So you always want to keep this out of reach. Now, with most poisonings, they don't typically have an antidote. 90% of the time, when we treat a poisoning case, it's usually symptomatic supportive care. It's decontaminating your dog or your cat's stomach. It's giving them charcoal to bind up the poison. The good thing with marijuana poisoning is there is a potential antidote. More recently in veterinary medicine, we started using something called intravenous lipid emulsion or ILE. That sounds really fancy, but it's basically just IV fat. Remember how I mentioned that marijuana is really, really lipophilic? In other words, it really likes fat. Well, if your dog has really severe clinical signs, in other words, it has difficulty breathing or really slowed respirations, an abnormal low heart rate, we can oftentimes treat it with this antidote, intravenous lipid emulsion. That basically creates a way absorbing the poison from the bloodstream and helping resolve some of the clinical signs really quickly. I only do this in really severe cases. If your vet's not sure how to treat marijuana poisoning, make sure that they call ASPCA too because we can give you directions on how to treat this. When in doubt, you want to make sure whether or not you have medicinal or recreational marijuana in your house to keep it out of reach of everyone. So dogs, cats, kids. We have seen a dramatic increase in marijuana poisonings with the decriminalization in veterinary medicine. And I know human medicine has seen the same thing with young toddlers ingesting baked goods. You always wanna keep your pet safe. Remember with any poisoning, the sooner we identify the poisoning, the less expensive it's gonna be for you and the less dangerous for your dogs. With marijuana poisoning, always be honest with your veterinarian or emergency veterinarian immediately. That's really important because it allows us to have rapid recognition and diagnosis, and then we can start treating it right away. When in doubt, call the ASPC Animal Poison Control at 888-426-4435 for life-saving care. In a future episode, we'll talk about the pros and cons of considering medicinal marijuana in veterinary medicine. There's a lot of research coming up on this, and it's a really important or to ask your vet about. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, thanks for joining us today. And we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.